Awesome. Well, it is really good. One thing I'm very grateful for this morning is an opportunity to worship with you guys. Uh, my name's Josh. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm just super excited to worship together. I'm also excited that uh, it's football season. Do we have any football fans? Raise your hand if you watch football. A couple of you? Cool. I'm just getting hands for the league next year. I'm going to sign you up for our fantasy league. Good. So, uh, yeah, so it's football season. If you know me, I'm a huge fan of fall football, uh, all the different types of stuff, fall candles, all the different things. We actually started celebrating. Um, we have a day where we do that. So just very exciting this season. Uh, I also, in this season, I realized that this is one, at least for me, where I think a lot of people get into rhythms. The start of the school year becomes this time where we actually like start to solidify some, okay, this is what this year is going to look like. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. And the church is the same. We've, went in, we've gotten into some rhythm. So I just want to let you guys know about a few of the things that have started. One of the things is our student ministries has started up. We're really excited in the fall. Uh, we had our kickoff, and then we had overlap with the small groups. Any of you were at that small group? Yeah, any of you get wet from water balloons at that small group that night? That's what happens when you hang out with youth. So uh, super awesome. We got to launch that. We're excited about opportunities to have events to invite friends to. Um, we're going to go through the book of Ephesians in the fall a bit and just learn more about who God is, what that means for us. So that's happening. Another thing is our women's ministries are kicking off and they're going, as well as our mom's connection meetings and stuff. Those things are going. And for all of these things... There's uh, right outside of that tent when you meet Melody and I, there's calendars for these things that you can get more information on and know what's coming up. And as well, there's the pantry and the garden. They're still moving forward, serving people every week uh, who need food and who are in need. And, and we know that need ramps up a little bit as the holiday season comes. And, and uh, the last thing I want to mention is some of you know and some of you donated to the Thursday Connect where we simply give coffee to some high schoolers across the street and now middle schoolers because they get out at the same time. And that's just been ramping up. The first week we had leftover coffee. This week we completely ran out of coffee. So the kids are starting to be aware of it. But it's just this beautiful moment where kids come into our garden, we say hi, we give them some coffee, and we just uh, hang out with them and let it be a place of, of just being able to relax a little bit after school. So uh, I wanted to tell you guys these things. Um, because sometimes it's really easy to come on a Sunday and come on the following Sunday and not really be sure. And one of the things I want to encourage you with this morning as you hear these things is maybe to consider ways that you might get connected. Ways that you might um, participate in these things. Or maybe you don't just participate in them. Maybe you want to serve in one of these ministries. I mean, water balloon sounds pretty fun. You serve in student ministries. Just talk to me. Um, you want to serve in one of these ministries. Uh, or it's just simply being aware so you can be praying. You can be praying for our moms when they meet, that, that they might have a place of, of refuge, that they might have a place where they can talk about, you know, raising kids isn't always that easy. You might pray for our students, for the people who serve in our garden pantry, because this community, we believe, isn't just a bunch of little ministries that kind of work outside each other, but it's a community that's called together to pray for each other and lift each other up as we serve this, this mission that we're on to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, to follow Jesus, love people, and do good. We believe that, that a big part of that is what we do here on Sunday mornings, but another big part of that is the ministries that God has in this church and being aware of ways that we can participate and know it. So I just encourage you guys with that. Um, super excited about this fall and all the things it brings. Um, 
But yeah, so if you have any questions about that, please come find us. We'll be at the Connections tent. We can answer any of those things for you. We'd love to give you more information and let you know how you can get connected. Another thing I'd like to draw your attention real quick uh, to this morning is a couple of different ways to give. As I, as I said in the seat backs, um, there's cards. One of the cards actually says give on top of it. You can pull that out. That's actually a little envelope. You can fill that out. And then right outside these doors, there's a box on the wall and it says give. You can just put that in on your way out. That's one way. There's a text to give option. There's an online giving option. Um, and then as well, there's uh, the church center app. And if you have any questions about those different ways of giving, or if you have a question about what giving means or why we even mention it or, or where that goes, we would love to have those conversations with you and just let you know, uh, answer those in any way we can. So super excited again this morning to be worshiping together and also excited that we get to hear from our lead pastor who is actually overseas. So he has a quick video for you guys. So listen up to that. Amen. <laughs> Isn't it nice to see his face? Yeah? We miss him, yeah? Yeah, he's uh, quite the character around here, and uh, we know he'll be back soon, but we keep him in prayer as he is still there. Um, and his family who's there, his family who's here. So um, we're really glad that he had the time to send that message uh, this morning. So my name is Melody, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and I'm happy to be with you. Did you survive the week of heat? Just barely? Are you still? You didn't. No, you died. You came back. Yeah. It felt like I was literally melting. Uh, I was, <laughs> my kids, I walk the girls to school and I'm like, there should be an Uber for kids. <laughs> so I could just send them to pick my kids up and bring them back. And it's like not even a terrible walk. It's a 10 minute walk, but... I melted on the way there and on the way back. Uh, well, I am glad that you survived the week. I think it's the, the worst heat week in history that I can remember. So I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was pretty bad. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready for fall, right? Come on, weather, cooperate, right? I want to I get cozy. I want to, like Josh said, light the candles. Uh, it's just the weather's not cooperating, so it is quite annoying. Um, but if you are like me and cannot wait to get into the fall season, I can tell you where to go. Now, it's not going to be a park with beautiful falling leaves or, you know, brown uh, trails with leaves. It's not going to be a coffee shop with everything pumpkin spice. Uh, it's not going to be that. Not even Trader Joe's with all their pumpkin spice things. Has anyone tried the pumpkin, pumpkin ravioli? Yes? Is it good? Is it weird? It's good? Okay. Is it sweet? Savory? Yeah. It's a mix. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try it out. But uh, nothing, nothing can quite get you into the spirit of fall or even Christmas like my favorite store in the entire world, Hobby Lobby. Now, I took this picture with my girls on Labor Day. We had it off, and I went down there, and I said, girls, I have to take a picture of the front of the store. I dragged myself over there just to give you a picture. Did I go in? Of course. It's my favorite store. Uh, we went in the store that morning and uh, had a grand old time, bought a couple of fall decorations, and we enjoyed ourselves. Now, just so you know, I don't work for them. 
I don't get promotional, you know, whatever kickbacks. I don't own stock in the company, although I probably should because I could make some of my money back. Um, but just like we did for football, raise your hand if you've been to Hobby Lobby. Okay, raise your hand if you haven't. It's okay, don't be embarrassed. Okay, so for you guys, for you guys, there is a hands-on workshop after church. It is mandatory, and it ends tomorrow with a field trip. So mandatory workshop right after church. Well, I'd like to explain the Hobby Lobby experience to you just a little bit this morning. You walk in, and whatever season it is, it is head-to-toe covered in seasonal decor from the storefront windows. Um, as you walk in, you'll be transported into this world of tiny little pumpkins and cute little cups and, you know, all these things. Everything you didn't know you needed until you walk into that store. You can decorate your home. You can decorate your office. You can decorate your car. You can decorate your pets. You can decorate so many things appropriately. So as you walk down these aisles, you push the cart, and before you know it, you might be humming along to the instrumental hymn that they are playing in the background. Because I don't, I don't even know how they do it, but they play it at just the right volume, that it's not too annoying, that it's too loud, and it's just soft enough to like seep into your brain. And before you know it, you're singing, the old rugged cross, and you're like, oh, I didn't even remember I knew that song. Oh, thanks, Hobby Lobby. So anyway, so you push your car up and down, and maybe you've picked up a few decorations, and maybe, maybe you're a few dollars lighter, but a whole lot happier. Yeah? Uh, now, what I'd, what I'd like to explain to you this morning is what I've titled the sermon this morning, which is the Hobby Lobby Way. The Hobby Lobby Way. So first, I need a couple of volunteers who are able to get up here on stage with me, hold a sign, and stand here for a little bit. So, eight volunteers, raise your hand. Sophia, I saw yours first. Dylan, Catherine, that's what, four? I'm not even keeping count. Kathy, Doug, Grace, is that eight? I don't want to go too far. One, two, three, four, five. I can't count. Doug, six. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Two more. Uh, Ken, I didn't, I didn't even see you. Is that eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Gina. All right, so come on down. I need my volunteers to come this way. I need you to grab a sign, any sign, any sign at all. Grab a sign, and I need you to hold it up here with me. You're coming up here. There you go. Excellent. Hold your sign. Hold your sign to you. Don't, don't show the crowd yet. Don't show the crowd. Come in, come in, sneak in. Come this way, come this way. You're all good? This way, this way, this way, this way. Oh, Gina, they gave you the tiniest one. I'm going to hold your hand because you scare me. Okay. I know, Daryl's having a heart attack. I got her. All right, let's see what kind of things I mean by the Hobby Lobby way. So, Kathy, would you hold your sign up? Happiness is homemade with love and butter. That sign is in my kitchen. All right, Dylan, what else is in my kitchen? Let's eat. Because that is what our family believes in for sure. All right, Catherine, let's see. Gather around the table. That's around our kitchen table. All right. 
Better Together. Thank you, Sophia. Let's see, Gina, no one's going to be able to see it. It says, this is my favorite place with my favorite people. Aww. Aww. Let's see, uh, Grace, be our guest. All right. Always welcome here. And Doug, start each day with a heart full of love. So pretty, right? Now, I've basically given you a tour of my house right here, okay? Um, but let's, let's talk about this. Is happiness really made with love and butter? Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's made with, with butter and sugar. I don't know about love and butter. But, uh, okay, uh, let's eat. What about when we don't like what's on the table? Huh. Uh, gather around the table. Okay, that's good. Better together. Uh, this is my favorite people. Always welcome. Do I feel this way about everyone? Yeah. I don't know. Start each day with a grateful heart. What about when I start each day with a frustrated heart? I don't know. So these are all so, so sweet. But, you know, it's... It's not always true to the day or true to what I'm feeling, but it is what I want to strive to, right? The Hobby Lobby way. So it got me thinking, what if, I need you guys to stay up here one moment, what if Hobby Lobby made signs of the way I actually feel or situations around this room or real life situations? So. I got together with my good buddy Justin up there and we made some Hobby Lobby signs. We're gonna submit these for creative uh, approval. Let's see, Justin. My social life is nothing like my real life. It's fake like my eyelashes. <laughs> That's pretty. That's true. Next one, next one. Gather around the table and watch us fall apart. Yeah? Fresh baked misery served hot. Yikes. All right. Never blessed, always stress. True or not true? True. Next. My finances are in the toilet. There's a cute little paper roll. All right. Better apart. Because that's true in some cases. Let's see what else. My marriage is on the rocks. Also true in some cases. Okay. I don't talk to anyone in my family. My dog doesn't even speak to me. <laughs> All right, do we have another one? My kids make the worst life choices ever, right? All right, so those, those are the signs that we made up. Um, what if Hobby Lobby actually sold these signs? You could fill it with whatever situation you have up there, and I think they could really expand their customer base if they did those signs. So if I uh, go to Hobby Lobby for a job, Justin, you and I come as a package, all right? Because I got to thank him. I come up with the slogans, and he makes everything else. So would you help me thank him for today? And I'm going to let our volunteers sit down, too. Thank them. Thank you very much. You can't take the sign. I need those back. You can put them right there. And would you help me thank my husband who took them down this morning and has to put them back this afternoon. So back to the Hobby Lobby way. So the reason I think Hobby Lobby is so popular and the reason I have these signs, the reason I spend money there, 
<laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm taking it. Oh, you need it as a cane. I see. She's multitasking. Um, more often than not, you can catch me at Hobby Lobby on a bad day. Why? Why? Because in, I think Hobby Lobby has a special way of speaking to my heart. It has a way of turning my frown upside down. I'm making more slogans here. Um, that's not mine, though, originally. But before you think I have a serious shopping problem, um, I think that the Hobby Lobby way is actually super genius because they know we need encouragement in our lives, right? They know that maybe we're better apart, that our marriage is on the rocks, that our kids make the worst choices ever. Do we want that on our walls? Not necessarily, right? Maybe for fun, but they know we need encouragement because our lives are filled with reality that are not always butter and love, right? Would you agree? They're not always butter and love. And today, we're going to look at a psalm that holds some very famous lines that you will see in the aisles at Hobby Lobby. There's a sermon in here, I promise. I'm getting there. Uh, so I'm going to read Psalm 46 to you. Ready? Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gave way, give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God and the holy, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. What a beautiful psalm, would you say? Yes. So did you hear some of the famous verses in here that we see on mugs, that we see on signs? Did you see them? The first one was, God is within her. She will not fail. I have a necklace that says that. The next one, be still and know that I am God, verse 10. A beautiful psalm and beautiful imagery and pictures painted here. Could you, could you, could you picture it? Would you agree? In this series that we've done in, this, in the summertime, we have looked at the psalms and what we're talking about and, and the context and the history behind these psalms. So I want to look at that today. Here in this psalm, there are two groups of people that this psalm comes out of. First, there was a nation of a people called the Assyrians on one side, and they were a conquering people. They were a brutal people. They used physical torture, psychological torture, all sorts of torture to conquer and win their opponents. And then on this side of people, we have the people of Judah, the people of Israel, God's people. So two groups of people here. Well, the Assyrians, the really, really ruthless people, came knocking at Judah's door. 
185,000 of them came knocking at the door, and they're ready to fight, they're ready to murder, they're ready to rape, they're ready to conquer. So they came knocking at this door, and faced with this, the king, Hezekiah, did what most of us would probably do. He took it upon himself to try and figure this out on his own account. He tried over here to make alliances with Egypt, and that failed. He tried to make uh, alliances with Babylon, and that failed. So that is the situation behind this psalm. That seems a little confusing, right? There, there have people knocking at their door, and this beautiful psalm comes out of that? They're surrounded by 185,000 soldiers who are coming to do all these terrible things, and this psalm comes out of that? So let's look back at our psalm with knowing what we know now. Let's read it again. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Oh, I get it now. Therefore, we will not fear. Do you think they were fearful? I think so. But they're saying, therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams may glad the city of God, the place where the Most High dwells. These people were facing death. And this is what they're saying. God is within her. She will not fall. They're talking about their city here. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Does it feel a little bit different now, knowing what we know now? Feels a little bit different? Those are our words of a nation with danger all around them, destruction coming their way, looking at their very end. Incredible words in the most desperate times. I don't know if I was one of those people in that time. Would those have been my first words? Would those have been your first words? I, d I don't think so. I, I can't even imagine. I can't even begin to imagine what they were feeling, what they were thinking. I, I have been in other difficult situations, desperate situations, even even dangerous situations, but nothing like this. And this is how they respond? Incredible. So let's talk about the things we do face. The signs that we made up here with Justin are based on very real things, would you say? Was there one up there that you're like, oh, that's the one I'd buy? Yeah? Financial problems, marriage problems, family problems, anger issues, whatever the trouble is, you and I both have a sign that we, we would say we could own right alongside these. Or maybe your sign says something else. But it's, it's the trouble that you have in life. And trouble, whatever you label it as, comes in a variety of different forms and for a variety of different reasons. Trouble could be uh, a fear. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be a health issue. What is your trouble? Trouble could be a failure, a family problem, an addiction problem. Trouble could be a broken heart. Trouble comes in all varieties. You fill in the blanks. What is what you would fill 
right here. Trouble is. We have situations that feel desperate and hopeless, and perhaps some of us are like Hezekiah here. I think I said Hezekiah the whole time, sorry. Uh, my mind thinks in Spanish sometimes. Hezekiah. Uh, perhaps some of us are like Hezekiah and run here and run there and try to figure this out and try to figure that out. And often we try to figure everything out on our own before we take it to the Lord. Would you agree with that even a little bit? Mm-hmm. We might think, we might think we have given it all to God, but we haven't fully let go. We might think we have laid it at his feet, but we're still trying to do what we can out of our own account. Let's see what happens next in the story back in Isaiah. So when all other options have failed, Hezekiah then goes to the Lord in prayer. Isaiah 37 verse 14. Hezekiah received a letter from the messengers, from the Assyrian messengers, and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord, spread it out before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. Verse 18, it is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings laid waste all these people and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. Amen. He had no other options. Nowhere else to go. Let's see how, this, how the Lord answered. Verse 33. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter the city or shoot even an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Then an angel of the Lord went out and put to death a few of them, half of them, most of them. 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. Wow. Can you imagine that day? We, I can't even imagine. And the, th the thing is, we don't have to imagine because the people there wrote about it here. The people there wrote about it here. Let's look at it again in, in, in context again, knowing what we know. This is the next morning, starting at verse 8. Come and see what the Lord has done. I mean, there's a lot of dead people around, but come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth, he makes war cease to the ends of the earth. What did he do? He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
these people in this impossible situation have been saved to live and to write this psalm for us to read as we face this day. This is no accident that we get a glimpse into the impossible. That was an impossible situation when we see no way out. Are you in an impossible situation? When we see no way out, when our strength is faded, when there's no hope, only desperation, what's left? What's left? God. God. This psalm is full of statements that declare what the Lord God is. As you walked in today, hopefully you were handed one of these. If you don't have one, would you raise your hand? And I'll have, uh, where's Kelly and Pete? Got it? Thank you, guys. Raise your hand nice and high so they can get it. This is your little Hobby Lobby sign for you to take today. Sorry I couldn't frame it. I, I did go to look. How much would 120 frames cost me? Sorry, guys. Too much. Raise your hand nice and high. Keep them up. Keep them up. This psalm is full of statements that declare who and what the Lord our God is. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in struggle. 5, God is within her. 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 10, I am God. Verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, if you believe that the Bible is the word of God, if you believe that these words are true, then you believe God is all of these things, yes? Amen to that? You can shake your fist at the problem. God is. God is going to get me out of this. God is going to do this. God is going to heal that. God is going to push me through. The trouble we have with that is another Hobby Lobby sign. Easier said than done. Agreed? Easier said than done. Yes, Melody, God is, and I know he is, but I don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't have this experience that you're reading today where God does something like Psalm 46 in my life. My situation is this, or my situation is that. I know it. I read it. I believe it but I'm still going through this. I'm still going through that. Great psalm melody, but yes, easier said than done. I'm tired of feeling weary. I'm tired of feeling stressed, sad, mad. Anyone? So to you, I'd say, well, I'm really glad that you don't have an experience like Psalm 46 a historical context like that in your life. I'm glad that something like that hasn't happened to you, hopefully. But secondly, I'd say that if you believe the Bible to be the true word of God, and we just read how God took out 185,000 people in one night, maybe one hour, maybe one minute, maybe one second, if you believe that to be true, then I think we can trust him, even if we don't see him, 
even if we can't feel him, even if we can't hear him, God is God. God is God. And as the sky is blue, this life is guaranteed to bring you struggles. We have them. We have them in here. Our strength will grow weary. We will be fearful. But God is God. If you have picked up on anything this summer during this series, during all these psalms that we've read, I hope that you would have picked up on the fact that the human experience is like a roller coaster. <laughs> like this. Last week, do you remember Psalm 88? Grant started off and he's like, oh, you thought you'd hear a cheery little message today. Guess not. But then Psalm 89, right? A roller coaster of thoughts and feelings. And you and I are going to go back and forth just like the waves in the sea. Our reserve, our, our, our strength, our determination, our perseverance. I have a poem here that I want to share with you by Dan Crawford, a missionary from the early 1900s. And let's see if we can identify with this gentleman a little bit. I cannot do it alone. The waves run fast and high. The chill of the fog closes in all around and the light goes out of the sky. But I know that we too shall win in the end, Jesus and I. Coward and wayward and weak, I change with a changing sky. Today so eager and brave, tomorrow not caring to try. But he never gives in, so we too shall win, Jesus and I. Did you know that you're human? Did you know? I think that sometimes I, I think I'm more than that. I think I can do it. I think I can just make a, make a plan on my own. I think, I think, I think. I'm just human. We're gonna fail. We're going to feel weary. We're gonna fear. We're gonna waver. I want you to pull out your little sign that you got. And I want you to write down right now what God is to you. I put a bunch of things on a slide here. God is our refuge, our strength, our very present help, our friend, our healer, our comforter, our defender, our hope, our protector, our anchor. What is God to you? You can also simply write, God is God. He encompasses all these things. You can also write, God is silent. God is far. That's okay. He's there. God is it. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, an English preacher, said that this psalm was a psalm of holy confidence. Holy confidence. I'm going to hit you with some truth. Fast and furious here. So listen, Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Hebrews 4.16, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 13.6, so we say this with what? Confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? If, if those verses don't give you confidence, I can keep reading, keep reading, but we're going to have to order in lunch because there's more and more, and there's so much truth to what God is. Even so, I know it's hard to understand sometimes. I'm right there with you. I'd like to share a very personal story with you right now, and we're going to pause the recording if that's possible. We're going to pause the recording because I want to share it with you who are here. Are we back? Nobody tell the secret, okay? <laughs> but you know what else I love about this psalm beyond its crazy history? Beyond its crazy history is that this was written by a community of people. A community of people. Again, the context, they're looking at their faith. The city was filled with people feeling the exact same thing at the exact same time. Neighbor with neighbor. Uh, child with child, family, friends, strangers. They banded together in their sorrow and composed this psalm. I know it's easier and it's safer to suffer on your own. Who wants to share their problems? It's safer, but you don't have to. Not only will Jesus bear your burden, but we are made to bear our burdens together. We are made to bear our burdens together. This book that we have recommended to you, Open and Unafraid, during this series, has this quote about community and bearing things together. It says, for all of us, the Psalms show us a picture of true community where things can be remembered and not forgotten, and things can be said out loud, a joyful outburst of thanksgiving, testimonies of rescue, Confessions of sin, admissions of weakness. The Psalms offer us a way for all things to be told in community. Both things we would gladly announce from the hilltops and those things we might prefer to keep secret so that God might heal us and lead us in the way everlasting. If you don't know what true community is, I invite you in, my friends. I invite you in. How? How do you do that? Be seen. Be loved. Be heard. Fill out a connect card. Tell your community how we can pray for each other. I know there's things going on in your lives right now. Fill out that card. Let, let's pray together. Talk to someone before you leave. A stranger even. Hey, I don't know you. I've seen you around every couple Sundays. This is super awkward. What's your name? How can I pray for you? It's awkward, it's uncomfortable, you don't want to do it, but I bet it's not as bad as what ha was happening in Psalm 46. Would you say? You got it a little bit easier. There are moments that strangers bound, are binded together and they're part of each other's lives. Today we remember September 11th, yes? And there's story after story. My kids came home with all the interview questions that the, because as Josh said, it's history to them. 
So we're telling the story. My husband's telling his. I'm telling mine. Story after story of people banding together to rescue, to save one another from terrible situations. I told my kids, I remember going to work that morning and staying beyond the clock because no one wanted to be alone that day. No one wanted to be alone. You have community here. Be in it. Jump in. I don't say that because I need another friend. I say that because I want to know you. I want you to know me. I just told you a bunch of stuff. You have community here. And you know what else we have in common? We have the same Heavenly Father. A Father who loves us beyond what we can imagine. As a parent, I have protected my kids from danger, from hurting themselves. I've even used my body as a shield to oncoming traffic. Even now, I tell my kids, hey, you see something, you run the other way. There's an emergency, run. Get somewhere safe. I will track you down. You get somewhere safe, I will find you. I will find you. As their parent, the person that loves them the most in this world, imagine how much more our Father in Heaven loves us. He will track you down. He will find you. When you think he's silent, he is there. He's there for all these things. He has never left us and never will. What we're about to sing right now, we're about to say there won't be a day that you aren't by my side. We are heaven-spun creations, his pride and adoration. You are here with a plan. You are here with a purpose. You are a part of my life, and I am a part of yours. I'm, I'm shouting joyfully for that this morning. I'm so thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be here with you. You know, the Hobby Lobby way isn't a Hobby Lobby thing at all. The Hobby Lobby way is actually the Psalm 46 way. It's about the truth that I am reminded of when I see these signs. The truth that I'm reminded of when I see God spoken in these words that bring encouragement. Everything from God is with you wherever you go to let's eat because I'm reminded that sharing meals around a table together, sharing communion together, we are, we are bound together in that way. In a moment, Josh is going to lead us together in communion, that we can experience that as well. And I want you to take your teeny tiny little Hobby Lobby sign and place it somewhere this week that will remind you of who God is. Who God is. I'm going to read this psalm one more time. And now look at it with yourself in mind. With the context of you in mind. Psalm 46, God is your refuge and your strength, your ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, you will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains into the heart of the sea, though its waters 
roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the, pla the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within you. You will not fall. God will help you at the break of day. Your life is in uproar. Things around your life will fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with you. The God of Jacob is your fortress. Look at what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought to earth. He makes war seas to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still. Be still, Linda, Howard, Terry, Lydia, Candace, John, Doug, Tara. Be still. Stop it. Be still. And know that I am your God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with you. The God of Jacob is your fortress. Amen? Let's sing together. Woo!